sure your comfort zone sounds like a nice, warm, cozy place, doesn't it? But is it holding you back? We're going to talk to Andy Molinsky, author of Reach, on this episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Thrive Leads. This is a tool that we use on the Duct Tape Marketing website uh, thoroughly for content upgrades, for slide-in boxes. Actually, we even use the visual editor for all the pages and landing pages that we design. So go check it out at uh, ducttapemarketing.com. We'll have a special link uh, in the show notes for today and uh, check it out. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance. My guest today is Andy Malinsky. He is a professor at Brandeis University's International Business School, and he's also the author of a book we're going to talk about today called Reach, a new strategy to help you step outside your comfort zone, rise to the challenge, and build confidence. So, uh, Andy, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. So, I just want you to know that um, for the first time ever, I am doing this podcast not wearing pants, and I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> hey, that makes two of us. <laughs> so I thought I'd step outside my comfort zone a little <laughs> bit, you know, to really get into this thing. So, okay, for all listeners, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> me, me too. <laughs> so let's start with this idea of facing your fear and stepping outside your comfort zone. It's kind of a popular topic these days. Maybe it has been for a long time. It seems like it's popular right now. Why is this such an important thing? I think I think I think a lot of us realize that our fears. Our worries and anxieties hold us back from, you know, reaching our true potential. I think that's where it all comes down to, sort of being our best self, reaching our true potential. And I think if I think everyone's looking for that uh, that 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 key that key to unlock it. And and there's a lot out there. You know, I was, I, I uh, I wrote the book about stepping outside your comfort zone. But it's not that I don't struggle as well. I certainly do. And I too was looking out there at the internet and all the memes that you find on Google images about stepping outside your comfort zone, just take a leap and so on and so forth. And I, I also wasn't satisfied. So that's why I wanted to really dive into it from a research perspective. You know, I'll be the first to admit the word comfortable sounds okay to me. It sounds pretty nice. (laughs) It doesn't sound like a negative thing. Why do we make it such a negative thing? I don't think it is a negative thing. I think that's a misnomer. I think that, you know, when you look online and you see people saying, you know, life only begins at the edge of your comfort zone and nothing ever good happened in your comfort zone. I think that's that's not true. I mean, you know, I think the reality is, is that we have situations in our lives, times in our lives when it's perfectly appropriate, acceptable and actually pretty wise to stay right in your comfort zone. But I think there are other situations and times that for a lot of us, it would be nice to be able to have that courage or confidence to step outside our comfort zone. And that's th- those are the situations that I'm focused on. So what do you think keeps people there? I, I, I certainly know as I get older, there are times when my morning routine gets messed up or something and I'm uncomfortable. I mean, what do you think, what do you think keeps people in that area we call the comfort zone? Yeah, so, uh, so and I should be clear that the, the, the topics that I'm talking about, these are sort of, um, I don't know, sort of like task situations at work where, you know, like, like speaking up, being assertive, public speaking, making small talk, if you're uncomfortable with it, participating in a meeting, these kinds of things. And I think the, what I found, and I did a lot of research on this topic, others research, but also my own. 
I went off and spoke with managers, executives, doctors, lawyers, uh, stay-at-home moms, rabbis, priests, goat farmers, you name it. I found I found there were five five main things that kept us in our comfort zone. I call them, you know, sort of like psychological roadblocks. Um, the first one's authenticity, the idea that, you know, it, it feels it feels really inauthentic to me to be acting in this way and that pulls me right back into my comfort zone. A second one is likability, the the this sort of rational or irrational fear people will hate me if I act in this new way. A competence or really incompetence, the fear that, that I'll look like a fool or, or I'll, I'll feel like a fool. Uh, resentment, some people deeply resent having to step outside their comfort zone um, in a particular situation. And then morality, this didn't happen for everybody, but I certainly found enough cases where people felt stepping outside their comfort zone was, was a bit of an ethical qualm. So, you know, it doesn't mean that every single situation you encounter, that each of these sort of roadblocks are going to pop up, but even one of them can make it hard and can make you retreat right back into the comfort zone. Well, yeah. So let's take an example of somebody, uh, because I, you know, these are real, um, I think. And so let's say I'm, I got this new sales job and I'm supposed to go meet people at the industry networking event, but I don't, you know, that's not really my thing, but I'm going to go and I'm going to be somebody I'm not because that's how I think I'll get ahead. I mean, that drives right into the authenticity, doesn't it? No question. I mean, it could be a lot of them right there. So you got, you know, in, inauthentic, you know, this is not me. And by the way, sales is funny. I found so many people struggle with sales from small business owners to entrepreneurs who are really product people. And then all of a sudden realize, oh, Oh my gosh, to build a business, I have to actually go right. sell stuff. Yeah. Uh, so you got, you know, authenticity. This doesn't feel like me. Likeability. I'm going to look like a jerk. I'm, I'm, it's, it's, I'm imposing on them to ask them to buy something. Uh, incompetence. The feeling that I look like a fool doing this. I just, I'm bumbling. I have no idea how to do it. The imposter syndrome, which mm -hmm. I think really is the, I think the imposter syndrome is kind of the combination of authenticity and competence. You know, it's, I, I think you, that's a really good example. And you'll find, I mean, I think a lot of people feel kind of sleazy or slimy right, sell, right. selling something. Yeah, I mean, just the fact that, I mean, type in I hate selling, you know, into Google and you'll find 60 million, you know, <laughs> uh, um, entries in there. And I think that that's what really people are really saying is it's not that I hate selling, it's that I hate what I think selling is. And I hate what I feel like when I'm selling, and I hate what I think other people think of me as when I sell. Yeah, and I think that that's so. So I guess we've already we've already determined though that you know in order to survive in life, there's a lot of selling that has to go on in some fashion. So so how do you start making it authentic? I mean, yes, okay, I've stepped outside my comfort zone. It's not something I really like doing, but could I do it in a way that was authentic? Yeah. So what I found is, you know, whether it's selling, whether it's whether it's making small talk, public speaking, no matter what it is, I found that there were essentially three key tips that people seem to use across all these professions in my research. And also when I then sort of reflected on my own experiences, too, the first the first is conviction uh, in, in what conviction is, is 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 figuring out why the pain's worth the gain for you. You know, why is it worth it? to have some sort of deep sense of purpose that there is a reason that I'm doing this and I really value this. So for example, it could be a professional reason, you know, that, 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 that I've always wanted to start my own company. I've always dreamed of being an entrepreneur and if selling is part of it, gall darn it, I'm going to go sell. 
it, it might also be a personal reason. I know for me personally, I've got kids. I have a 10 and a 12 year old. And for me, often conviction when I'm stepping outside my comfort zone comes down to like, you know, I'm telling my kids they need to step up and be, you know, be confident and step outside their comfort zones and situations. How about dad? You know, I got to yeah. step up too. Yeah, that's the kind of dad I want to be. So, you know, for me, it's very personal often. But the point is that wherever it comes from, you have to find your source of conviction. That was number one. Yeah. Uh, number two was customization. Now, I think this is probably the most interesting thing I found, most pretty surprising thing I found in my research. This is really cool. You can take pretty much any situation, you can put your personal spin on it. You can customize it. Uh, you can. It's sort of like you buying a pair of pants uh, at the store and going to the tailor to kind of tweak it here or there. That's the analogy I like to use because that's what you can do with situations. So sometimes it's body language, sometimes it's uh, bringing a prop, sometimes it's the way you script something. It could be a lot of things. So with your example of selling, for instance, maybe maybe you decide that for you, what's critical is 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 telling a personal story. Uh, maybe maybe you only decide to sell stuff that you yourself really love and can tell a personal story about. Maybe you script out the first few words. Maybe you wear a lucky ring that no one else knows is lucky, but you know is lucky. Maybe you, um, I don't know, maybe there's a time of day that works for you. Maybe having a buddy with you makes, makes most sense. Whatever it is, you know, it's very personal, but you can often find ways to tweak your situation just a little bit so that it feels just that little bit more comfortable for you. Um, so you got uh, clarity, you got customization. The last one was, I'm sorry, you got you got conviction, you've got mm -hmm. customization. The last one's clarity, and, th and that's pretty simple. I found a lot of people struggle stepping outside their comfort zone because they do what psychologists call catastrophizing. They think of the worst possible <laughs> scenario, and uh, I think that's na it's natural when we're afraid of something. But what I found the people who are most successful were able to sort of, I don't know, find this, the middle ground, that psychological middle ground. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fall flat on my face. I won't feel like an utter disaster. It's not going to be completely awful. It also probably won't be unbelievably great either. The other extreme, it will probably be somewhere in the middle. You know, I'll slip a little bit, but I might surprise myself and so on and so forth. But sort of claiming that sort of more realistic middle ground and having an anchor to anchor yourself there, I found was also really key when stepping outside your comfort zone what are some tips that you give to people as you consult coach uh, advise on you know taking some of these steps um, you know for example stepping outside of your comfort zone to give your first you know live presentation ever to that 10 million dollar client that you have to win you know might not be the first place for you to do that right I mean are, are there some tips for that yeah, I was just going to say that as you were describing that example. I was going to say, don't start there, <laughs> right? You know, take take baby steps. Give yourself, make a plan, right? Just like, let's say you're, let's say you're a couch potato like me, and you want to go run a 10k. You know, you're not going to go off the couch and run that 10k. You're 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 probably going to pull a muscle, and you probably will make it about you know about 50 yards outside your house. You want to give yourself a reasonable training schedule. You know, confidence is like a muscle. You need to build it. And so you need to you need to practice in what I call just right type of situations, right? You know, where you are at this point in time, but stretch a little bit, right? And so you find that if you can create those opportunities for yourself and do that over time and come up with a plan, you'll get to that point where you have to do that ultimate presentation. But I wouldn't start out there. Yeah, I mean, uh, using your running analogy, you know, anybody training for a marathon or something, you know, you'll add a mile, you know, to your long run every week or something as you're trying to, you know, ramp up. You don't just go out there and 
see how far you can run one day. <laughs> exactly. So let's catastrophize for a little while. Um, <laughs> when you did some of your interviews, uh, did you find any instances or, or at least stories where people came back and said, you know what, I did push out of my comfort zone and I lost my job? Uh Good question. No, no, but I'm, but I, but I have to imagine that that probably exists. You know, um, I found, I certainly found cases of failure. Mm-hmm. I found people who, but most of the cases of failure that I found were people who underestimated the challenges of stepping outside their comfort zone and sort of didn't do this work and preparing, understanding, you know, what their pain points were, figuring out ways to address them, applying different tools and techniques as we're talking about, starting out slow and so on and so forth. When people just jumped in, like just, you know, got off the couch and started to run six miles, that's where I found the problems. This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Active Campaign. This is really my new go-to CRM, ESP, marketing automation, really low cost. Any size business can get into it, uh, starting at like 19 bucks a month. You can keep track of your clients. You can see who is visiting your website. You can follow up based on behavior. Check out Active Campaign. There'll be a link in the show notes, but it's ducttape.me slash DTM active. So in organizations, um, I'll stay negative here for a while, um, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone is not always rewarded. Uh, it's not always seen as a, as a positive. I mean, where, you know, where does this have to come from in, inside of organizations that you've worked with? Yeah, it's interesting. It's a good point. You know, I think the I think in the in the very you know you're either going to get a corporate culture, an organizational culture that 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 is um, resistant to the idea, that's like neutral or kind of go isn't particularly supportive or unsupportive, or is actually particularly supportive. I think you're probably going to be able to find. You could probably think right now, and you could pinpoint your organization somewhere on that continuum. I found some some organizations. Uh, I, I've been actually surprised at, at the amount of organizations that I've encountered where this is this is almost baked in. Like this is it, this is really critical because if you think about it, the amount of money and time and, and effort it takes to recruit the very best people to your organization. You want to be able to keep them and develop them, and, and especially if you're in a relatively fast-moving field, you know these these people, your human resources, are going to have to adapt. You're going to have to adapt. Their job titles might complete. You might have job titles at your organization in two years that don't actually exist right now, <laughs> and so for that reason, the you know helping people learn to step outside their comfort zone is a critical asset. I know a lot of companies are interested in having their high potentials. You know, the people they designate as high potentials develop these qualities. But I, I personally also think it's a critical element for people even who aren't sort of tapped as those so-called high potentials. So what role does society play in kind of molding people or even let's, you know, let's start at the beginning. I mean, parents. Yeah, I think that that's 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 where I start a lot. As I mentioned, I have kids. I think about this a lot. I, I, I think that, 
you know, I think it's important to, to really know and understand your children because that will give you a, get a finger on the pulse of where they are right now, what they're cap- what, what kinds of challenges they're capable of pursuing. Like, you know, if you just sort of have a default view as a parent of, you know, just go suck it up, you know, you just have to go suck it up and push them out, out, out of the nest, you know, that might work for some kids, but it might actually deeply backfire for others. I think it's really critical to under, understand your kids and to then help them find opportunities and circumstances where they can step outside their comfort zone, develop that, that, that confidence, and then maybe encounter an even larger challenge. But kids, obviously, as anyone listening who has kids knows, they all develop at very different paces. They all have very different backgrounds, personalities, and so on. So that's why I think really knowing your kid is so key. So throughout the process of researching and writing this book and the interviews that you did, are there uh, one or two examples of somebody who did something uh, that, that for them was outside their comfort uh, zone and you kind of there's kind of like a favorite win? I think one of the stories that that resonates with me and that I cover, you know, sort of throughout the book, actually, is a story of this woman named Annie Harris. And she worked for a uh, investment firm. Her job was to go um, make sales, as we were talking about earlier, with high potential high net worth clients or really rich people, you know, get them to invest the money in, in her business. And, you know, she, she was really doing well. Uh, she was she was gaining confidence. But it turned out that in order for her to make these sales, it was the protocol at the company that they had to bring along a portfolio manager on these meetings. So it was her and then the portfolio manager. It turned out this portfolio manager was a total jerk. I mean, I, I don't know if this is a PG podcast, but, you know, insert word that's worse than jerk. And you get what I'm saying. She, she would um, she would. Uh, she would tell him beforehand that that uh, that the client really cared about tax and tax issues, and then during the meeting he would completely dismiss tax and tax issues and so on. And she was livid. She was embarrassed. She was ashamed. She was frustrated. She was angry. But she could not get herself to confront him. She was a very unassertive person. She was a people pleaser. She simply couldn't do it, at least at first. Over time, eventually, she was able to confront him. But I thought that was just a a great story, how she went from being a completely sort of like completely sort of passive and, and undermined by this jerk to the point where she walked into his office, opened the door without asking, slammed the door without asking, walked over to his desk and started to talk to him and tell him that he had to stop. And the, and the result? And the result was that not only did he stop, but she also gained confidence. She realized, whoa, I actually could be more assertive than I, than I thought I could, right? Yeah. And then she, that actually then transferred to some other relationships he had. Like she actually, so she, she was managing a guy who who is working remotely and she always had wanted to you know talk to him about the fact that she didn't think he was being very efficient and mm-hmm. with his remote work and mm-hmm. so on and she was able to finally talk to him and so it, it it really reverberated across all different aspects of her work life but that was sort of the tipping point for her to get up that courage to be able to step outside her comfort zone it worked well so that <clears throat> leads me very uh, well into kind of my last thought a lot of this getting outside your comfort zone is to maybe develop some new behaviors, some new habits uh, that are seen as positive. Um, anything that you have found that is kind of key to making those new habits stick? 
Uh, yeah, the stuff that we talked about before, having a practice routine, starting small and building up, having a perspective, I would call it a learning perspective. And I think a lot of us out there who are uh, perfectionists tend to see things through the uh, sort of the uh, performance lens, like, you know, I screwed up or I'm great or I did well or I didn't do well, as opposed to learning where we're actually seeing mistakes as data for how we can improve next time. We might think of our business processes like that, but we don't cut ourselves the same slack. I think that's really key to be able to do that. Um, and then oftentimes, I think it's very useful to have some form of a mentor type. Now, I don't want to say mentor because you know sometimes it's hard to find just the right mentor, but someone, a coach, a mentor, a spouse, a good friend, someone that can help nudge you outside your comfort zone, someone you can talk to about it, and so on and so forth. I think that's also key. Yeah, maybe even a person to help you recognize it. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. Yeah, that's probably the first step, right? Absolutely, to, yeah. to, 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 so to speak, call you on it. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Andy, I know there's some other tools that go along with the book. You want to tell people where, uh, obviously, the book's available everywhere, but uh, you want to tell people where they can find out more about you and your work? Yeah, definitely. So come visit my website. I'd lo I love, love to connect with uh, readers and anyone interested in these topics. Uh, my website's www.andymolinsky.com. That's spelled A-N-D-Y-M-O-L-I-N-S-K-Y.com. Uh, and I'm on, you know, LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter and so on. And I'd love to, I'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Talking with Andy Malinsky, author of Reach, a new strategy to help you step outside your comfort zone, rise to the challenge, and build confidence. So, Andy, thanks for joining me, and uh, hopefully, we'll uh, bump into you out there on the road. Sounds great. Thanks for having me.